Welcome to episode nine of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build an online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran, pumped to talk to you today about online business. It's my favorite topic, which is why there's a whole show dedicated to it. Uh, And we're going to talk about the big question, which comes first, your product or your content online? Your thing you're going to sell or the blog posts and articles and videos and podcasts and social media stuff that you're going to post. And I say it's a big question because I get asked it all the time. So I don't know if you've thought about this uh, or if you've had this question. I literally got a text from one of my buddies a few weeks back and, uh, and he literally asked this question. Pull it up here because I had it pulled up. He said, bro, listen to your podcast today. So He's listening to my podcast, which is awesome. He says, question, is it okay, good idea, bad idea, to launch my brand online uh, with just a lead magnet and free weekly content, meaning launch without a product to sell yet, but to be developed later? Is that okay? So that was his question. Is it okay to launch your online business without a product? Um, And maybe you're like, well, I I would never even ask that question. You know, I'm not... I'm not even there. I, of course you would launch with a product. Maybe that's you. or But maybe you do identify with my buddy who's like, hey, I don't have a product yet. Is it okay to launch? And I, I want to address this because if you have followed any of my teaching, if you've watched my online workshop on passive income, then you understand that content is one component and your digital product is another component. If you haven't watched the workshop, you should go check it out. It's at grahamcochran.com slash workshop. It's free. It'll teach you how to create an automated money machine, a passive income style business that puts $1,000 a month or more into your pocket automatically with just 30 minutes a day of work. And that is no joke. I teach you how to do that inside this workshop. It's super helpful. You can get it for free at grahamcochran.com slash workshop. So if you follow any of my teaching, you know that, okay, Graham, you talk about content, you talk about your product, but which comes first? Now, there's a, another friend of mine that's on the opposite. So the friend I just shared with you, his text, he doesn't have a product yet. He's got content he's sharing on social media and he's building out his website and he wants to have some articles, give away a free guide or a lead magnet. And eventually he's going to have a product he wants to sell. So he was insecure about whether he can even sort of launch online without a product. I have another friend who's got the opposite. He's moving from a service-based business to a product business. He and his family want to be able to create some passive income so that they don't have to take on clients all the time to make money and they can be more flexible as a family, which is a great idea. And he's super smart, super talented. Um, And he and his wife already developed an online course. So they already have their product. And they already know who it's geared towards, and it's a really good product. And so he reached out to me because he launched his product and was unsatisfied with his results, wasn't getting the sales that he was hoping to get. And, uh, you know, he was just bummed. And so I said, hey, man, let's jump on a call. Let me help you out. Let's, I, want, I need to know more about what was the launch like, how big is your list, what was the price point, what were you hoping to get? So I was, I was figuring out where he's at. And come to find out, he's got this product, he's got this course. He has an email list 
of past clients from their service-based business, but those clients, most of them are not the target market for the course. There is some overlap, but not most. So he's got a list, but that's not really going to help him. And so he kind of knew that. So he had hired somebody to develop some Facebook ads for him for his launch, thinking we'll get customers that way. And the launch didn't do as expected. They made some money, but they spent more money in Facebook ads than they got in sales, which meant they lost money. They didn't even break even, which would have been depressing. It's depressing to work hard on something and literally make no money. It's even more depressing to work hard on something and lose money, meaning you would have had more money in your pocket if you had just taken a nap, okay? This is, I'm not, I'm not gonna make fun of him. This sucks, man. I've had plenty of customers and clients and students of mine that have come to me because they've had a very similar experience. They spent more money on ads than they made back in sales and they're really frustrated, or at best they broke even. So why do they work so hard to make no money? Um, this is a frustrating place to be. So this was the conversation, talking to my friend, and I'm saying, hey man, do you make any videos on YouTube? Do you have a blog? Do you teach any of this stuff for free? He said, no. I said, would you consider like putting out some content? He said, totally. I would totally consider doing that. In fact, we want to start doing that. We want to put out some YouTube videos. Uh, we want to teach some of this stuff. I said, great, great. That's good. That's good. Uh, because content, your free content, is one of the four pillars of passive income. And we talked about this on episode two, by the way. Um, it's so important. So, so important. Um, and so I said, hey, man, what I think you should do, it's a bummer what you went through. We can't reverse the past. But if I were you today, I would commit to pumping out some YouTube videos. One, two, three a week if you can. Commit to this content strategy, putting out some really helpful content that's aimed at the people you're trying to sell the course to. So this it's aimed at the same target market. Teach some of the similar things, teach some of the concepts, teach the basics, answer the biggest burning questions. Just show up and be like the best in your space, helping these women, helping these people. Um, and then create a funnel, an automated email sequence, which is one of the components of passive income that will eventually sell them your course once they start joining your email list because of your lead magnet, which is another one of the components. Goodness, I'm just I'm sharing it all here. It's, it's so helpful. You see how they all connect. And I was like, then, and only then, will you really be able to start selling your course to targeted people and selling it on autopilot. You won't need to spend money on any ads. You won't need to do these launches and hope and pray that your launch makes money. No, it'll just be this nice thing selling for you in the background. So I'm making the case for this. And he said, I get it. I get it. But let me ask you a question. How long do you think this will take? I said, for what? He said, well, to like replace our, our whole income stream from, from the service-based business. And I said, well, dude, that's, that's, you know, you make good money doing that. This is not going to happen overnight. And I think I told him it would take about two years. I said, I would bank on two years. Now, I haven't heard from him since, okay? It could just be because he's busy, but it could be that he didn't like my answer. It could be that he's just processing that answer, but it leads to the important conversation we need to have today because 
you might be one or the other of my friends. Friend number one has no product, but feels like he's not really allowed to start promoting his business if he doesn't have a product. So he's holding back. He hasn't started his website. He hasn't really promoted his stuff because he's like, well, I don't have anything to sell. So I don't get it. What should I do? Friend number two already has a product, well-developed product, even a good product, but he has no one to sell it to. And he's frustrated that he's going to have to make content. These are two different sides of the spectrum, and maybe you're one or the other. So the question that we're talking about today is which comes first, product or content? The answer, in my opinion, should be content 100% of the time. Now, I know you want to sell something. Both of my friends in these scenarios want to sell something. They both have the same goal, to replace or augment their income. They both believe in digital products. They both believe in passive income. They both believe in online business. They're both my friends. They both hear it from me all the time. Blah, 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 blah. Passive income is so great, okay? They're buying into the same thing. They have the same goal, but they both are coming in from different angles. One already has some content, but no product. One has product, no content, and they both are insecure and confused. And it's because you need both, but the order is very important. Your content has to come first. We're going to have both eventually, but your content has to come first. And this is why I preach something called content marketing. I believe content marketing is the single most powerful marketing tool you have. It is the thing, it's always been the thing that sells products, in my opinion. It's even more the thing that sells products today, and it's going to even more be the thing that sells products in the next 10 years. Now, I want to do an entire episode on content marketing, on what it can look like, but at least in this conversation, I want to break down content marketing into four truths about content marketing and why you need to commit to content first before you even think about a product. Or if, like my friend, you already have a product, you you pause on the product for a moment and then commit to content and then come back to the product. Why? Okay, well, let's start with the content marketing truth that most people don't like, and my my second friend didn't like, it. it's that content marketing takes time. I, I wish I could promise you overnight success. That's why I think Facebook ads are more appealing to people because they promise quick results. Put out an ad, as soon as it gets approved by Facebook, which could be within an hour, you know, the ad could be running. You could make sales that day, in theory. That's fast. That's fast. Find a customer, make a sale, all within the same day, that's amazing. So speed is something that content marketing is not. It does not have, it doesn't have speed. It also does not have hands-free, like I don't have to do anything, just let the ads run, which is the appeal of Facebook ads. Now we'll talk about Facebook ads in another episode too, but the promise of Facebook ads of speed and ease are mostly promises. There's more to it than that. And the problem is, is so many people are duped into just the lazy approach, which is, oh, all I got to do is make a digital product, buy some ads, and then it'll work. Until they come to me and they're like, it's not working. I spent $20,000 on Facebook ads and I made $20,000. That's not working. Yeah, you can say my ads made me 20K, but it cost you 20K. You made nothing. Okay? Now, 
to be fair, you can break even on ads but have gained email addresses. So there is something there. There is some value there. We'll break that down in another episode. But I, you see what I'm comparing? Like Facebook ads or any kind of paid ads, you know, Google ads, YouTube ads, the appeal is speed and ease. Content marketing is slow and takes ongoing work. Uh, there I said it. I said it. Ongoing work. Who in their right mind that teaches passive income would teach ongoing work? This guy. This guy. Because I'm living, breathing proof of how passive income is supposed to work. It is very hard to have complete hands-off passive income. The only way you can make money by doing absolutely no work is by owning income-producing assets that require no involvement of you. So that would be uh, rental real estate where you have a property manager, very hands-off, right? Um, and you'd need a lot of it and you'd need no mortgages on those properties so that you can cash flow enough and you need a few properties to have substantial cash flow that's worth it. But that's possible. I have some of that, by the way. But it doesn't pay all my bills. Uh, and then income-producing stocks or bonds that pay dividends, right? Because then you own the asset and literally you get paid for just being the owner. You don't have to do anything. Um, or owning a business that other people run, Okay. You're the business owner. You've got managers and employees and customer service people that build the products, ship the products, sell the products, handle the refund requests, uh, market the products, and literally you just are a shareholder and you get a percentage of everything and you're not involved. You're an absentee boss. That is possible. There are businesses like that. Or if you have royalties from a song you wrote or a book you wrote or a movie you acted in, or, you know, I've done things like I've, I did a course for Creative Live years ago, and so we filmed the course in San Francisco, and people can buy the recordings, and I get, I get checks every quarter from them, from people that have bought it. There you go. You know, that's, that's a true passive income in the sense that I, I don't do anything for those things, and I make money. But you need a lot of those assets or a massive asset that pays you enough to pay your bills without doing anything. What I teach and what I actually do is more of what I would call automatic income. You do a fixed amount of work, a fixed amount of work. And then if you're wise and smart, every year you, you reduce how many hours that work takes you. So you're always getting more and more efficient, delegating, eliminating, automating, right? So that you are required to do as little as possible. And what that whittles down to is the part that you usually can't delegate very much of unless you create a brand that's not related to your face, and that is the content. The content is the smallest part that I, primarily the only part that I'm still heavily involved in, in the recording revolution. I still make content for that brand 10 years later because it's the most important piece. It's my face, it's my philosophy, it's everything, it revolves around me, so it's worth me doing, but I still have to commit to content 10 years later to keep the beast fed. Now, some people don't like to hear that, but that's the truth of content marketing. You can't make one video, have it go viral, and then just eat cheese whiz all day. But, but you can commit to five to 10 hours of work a week making content, and the other hours of the week, you can eat cheese whiz and still make money, and that's pretty darn good. That's pretty darn good. So the problem with content marketing is it does take time to get the results you want, but it also requires ongoing time. So if you're not willing to play the long game of content marketing, it's not gonna work for you, my friend, and I can't really help you. 
I can't really help you. So you might want to tune out. And I'm going to be honest with you about that. But if you're willing to commit to helping people with the best free content on planet Earth in your niche week in and week out, and you see the fun of it and the game of it, and you see the power of it, like I'm about to share with you now, you'll be bought in. You'll do really, really well. So I started with the first negative, which most people don't. But here's the positives. Content marketing brings in the right customers. Okay, Facebook ads, yes, you can do a lookalike audience based off of past customers, great idea. You can retarget your email list, great idea. But content marketing does a lot of the refining and qualifying for you. Meaning, if I put out an article, or let's just use this right now. If I put out, I'm putting out a uh, podcast on content marketing. Okay. If you're listening to this, if you're like, this is stupid, I believe Facebook ads are the answer, what are you going to do? Tune me out and you're going to go find someone that preaches Facebook ads. Okay, so I've refined you, you're gone. But what if you're someone who's like, okay, I've heard of this before, I get it that I need to have a blog or make videos or have a podcast, but there's something about this content marketing that Graham's talking about. This kind of makes sense. I get it. I think he's onto something and he's been doing this for 10 years and he still does content marketing and it's making him money and it's working I get it. I buy into this. I want to know more. I'm qualifying you. Then if you join my email list, you watch my workshop, maybe you hear about my courses and you buy them, I'm qualifying you because I'm giving you content first, teaching you, and letting you decide if you want to continue to learn from me, if you want to go deeper with me, right? It's like Morpheus talking to Neo in the Matrix, and I'm offering you the red pill or the blue pill, right? The red pill, you go, correct me if I'm wrong, I can't remember which one, the red pill, you go deeper into the rabbit hole, um, like Alice in Wonderland, you go deeper into Wonderland and see how far this rabbit hole goes, of the matrix. The blue pill, you wake up back in your bed and you forget this ever happened and you don't know anything about the matrix, right? And you have the choice to go deeper with me into the matrix. And that's qualifying, that is refining, that is a process that's self-cleansing that allows you to decide if you want to continue down this journey with me. Good content, it, it, it sifts out the people that shouldn't follow you, that would never buy your product anyway, and it attracts the people that are a better fit for your product. So when they do hear about your product or products, they're more likely to buy from you anyway, which makes your sales copy easier. You have to do less work on the selling era, the selling stage, excuse me, because they're already buying into you, into your stuff. So it helps you bring in the right customers. Whereas Facebook ads, yes, you can have a lookalike audience, but and yes, you can target people that like certain things, but that's based off of what they said they like, based off of past activity, and that is somewhat powerful, but still, you're interrupting their experience by saying, hey, buy my thing, or hey, check out my brand, and maybe they're just not in the mood to check out your brand to buy your thing right now, because again, ads, all they do is interrupt. They interrupt the experience. Content does not interrupt. I'm getting ahead of myself for another episode, but content is there when people are looking for it. It's actually what they are looking for. It's a beautiful thing. All right. So the negative is that content marketing takes a long time. But the first positive and the second truth is that content marketing brings in the right customers. Third, content marketing helps you research the right products. This is so critical. How do you know what product your audience would want to buy? 
you think you know, you think you have a clue as to what they would want to buy, but do you really know if they're going to pull out their credit card and buy it from you? You don't. Even if you have an idea of what the product should be or the first product or your flagship product, and you might even be in the ballpark, how do you know what benefit of that product is truly the most important to them? Do you really know, like Donald Miller teaches in his story brand content, what the external and the internal problem truly are? You don't. You're guessing. Now, a shortcut to research, a shortcut to product development is to build products for yourself, aka focus on people who are just like you. Be your target market and make content for them and build products for them. Now, this is exactly what I've done with both of my brands, okay? I am the Recording Revolution's target market. I was that guy in high school and in college looking up how to do stuff to make my recordings not sound like poo, looking up what equipment to buy, not sure if I need this really expensive microphone or not, not understanding why my vocals don't sound as good as Chris Cornell's, right? I know what was going through my head as a 16, 17, 18, 19, 20-year-old. Even as an audio school student, learning from really smart people, I still had questions. I know what those questions were because I was that guy. So I make content for Graham of, you know, 12 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago. And I make products for Graham of 12 years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. It's a lot easier that way. But guess what? I still have missed the mark and still I need to make content because when I put out articles, when I put out videos, when I put out podcasts, what do I notice? I notice which pieces of those content get the most likes, the most shares, the most comments, the most eyeballs. There's analytics baked into your YouTube videos. You can see which ones people are watching the most and which ones people are watching all the way through. You can see which ones people are liking the most. You can see which ones people are leaving comments on the most. You can see what those comments are. You can see what objections come up to your free content. Well, what about this? Hmm. You can see what next questions come up. Like, okay, if I do this, then what happens next? Or have you thought about this, Graham? Huh. You can see if the content is good, but you're just not positioning it in a way that connects with people. You could try to teach that content from a different angle and then have it like take off. All of this is research for you to make a better product and then market that product better. I get all of my sales copy and marketing and positioning from what people like you say. I pay attention to what you say, how you respond to things, what questions you have, the language you use. It gives me an insight into what your biggest frustrations truly are or your whys. Like, why do you want a passive income business? It's not enough for me to know that you want an online business. It's not enough for me to know that you want to work less. Why? Oh, so it's so that you can take your kids to school in the morning or pick them up from school and not have to have extended daycare? Oh, so it's that your wife can stay home? Oh, so it's that you can actually take trips because you've always wanted to travel, but you never have the money? Or even worse, you have the money, but you, don't only, you only get 10 days off a year from your business, from your job? 
And so you don't have the time and the flexibility to take off. Oh, it's because you have debt and you want to pay off your student loans. Oh, it's not because of any of those things. You just want to do work that you actually care about. So you want to work for yourself and an online business is the best vehicle to build something and do work that matters to you. Dude, I wouldn't know these things if I didn't ask you questions on Facebook, on Instagram, in my comments, answering emails from you, asking you questions in my emails. Research. When you commit to content, every piece of content you put out is a chance for you to test an idea, get feedback, research what will make a killer product. I mentioned Ramit Sethi a few episodes ago, but for example, he is a good example of his business taking off because of listening to people, doing content. He had a blog for years on personal finance, okay? It's called I Will Teach You To Be Rich. It was a personal finance blog. It's a blog about money. He even wrote a New York Times bestselling book called I Will Teach You To Be Rich. And he was doing a book tour. This was his only real product, by the way. He had tried a couple products that didn't work. They failed. He'll tell you about those. He had a $5 ebook that didn't work. He had a subscription service to how to save money, didn't work. His book did well. It did well. People liked it, but he had a big audience from his blog, so it made sense. And he'd just been blogging kind of for free for mm, five years. He's doing a book tour, interacting with his fans, his blogger readers, right, his audience all over the country, and learning what they want to know more of. He's like, you've read my book. You got my book. What else do you need to know? And he kept hearing people say, okay, I've learned about how to save money or invest my money or how to stop wasting money, but you know what I don't know how to do? I'd like to learn how to earn more money. I'm, I'm, I'm saving money here. I'm, I'm, I'm being a little more frugal here so I can do the things I really care about, but how do I make more money? And it dawned on him because of him listening to his readers and his followers that there was a gap there in the personal finance realm of, okay, you can brown bag your lunch and save money, but how do you make more money? So what he did was develop a course called Earn 1K. And it was all about freelancing. It was a freelance course. I had to make, you know, don't quit your job, but, and it wasn't even online business. It was just, here's how you can freelance, you know, and spend a few hours a week and make some extra money on the side. That course, it became a million, multi-million dollar course for him, but it launched this next phase of his career where he realized people want to know about how to make money and earn more. And then he ended up, he learned that people want to know how to negotiate their salary. They don't want to freelance, but they want to make more for their salary. So he taught them how to land a better job or negotiate their salary. He taught online business. He taught how to grow your team or delegate to grow, you know. So it's all from listening to what people said they wanted. He wouldn't know that. He could have guessed and made up stuff. He did that. His first two products failed. Instead, he made what people wanted him to make. You only know that by creating content and interacting with your followers. Huge, huge part. It gets you the research and the clarity to build the right products. And then here's my favorite thing, the fourth and final truth about content marketing. Content marketing is a gift that keeps on giving. I've got videos, I've got articles that are eight years old, nine years old, coming up on 10 years old, that still to this day send customers my way and help me make money. Because I have all four of these passive income components set up, 
when they get on YouTube or Google and they type in how to record drums and they find a video that I did eight years ago on how to record drums and they watch it and it's helpful and then they download my free guide at the end of that video and now they're on my email list and then they get some emails and they hear about a product of mine and then they buy that product and then money goes in my bank account and they get an amazing product and all of that happened without me doing a single thing because I did that work once eight years ago and now that piece of content is like a, a good employee that never sleeps, never gets sick, never calls in late, doesn't need to get paid, doesn't need benefits, is always efficient, always effective, doesn't do the job wrong. That employee is working for me 24-7, refining, qualifying, drawing people in, right, and deeper into the matrix. And then my system in the back end with email and digital products is offering them great products automatically 24-7 without me being involved. That is the power of having content out there. Whereas if you run ads, you're kind of jumping on an ad treadmill. The best and the brightest of us will say this. If you, you got to run ads all the time. Okay, it's the same as content. You have to have content out there all the time, but the ads cost money. The content only costs you your time and you time your time once. The ads won't run unless you pay for them to run. And even then, the ads become ineffective as people have seen the same ad. You have to tweak it, the headline, the thumbnail, the angle, the audience, whatever. You have to feed the beast and that costs money. Now, I know I said earlier, you gotta feed the beast with content. That's because the content that you put out helps you grow, it multiplies. I could stop making content today and still make money for a few years to come but my audience will start to dwindle because I'm not keeping fresh, relevant content out there. And Google and YouTube would probably not rank me as high anymore because they would see I'm not as active. And so they wanna serve up results that are relevant and also to fresh resources that are constantly active. So I would lose eventually, but I could stop pumping out content and still live for a few years. That's the beauty of having content marketing. These pieces of content are a gift that they help you once, but they keep on giving. They keep on helping you for years and years to come. So this goes back to the question that my friends have had. Friend one, is it okay to start my business without a product? Yes, start it. If you have an idea, start it. Start to think about who your audience is. Who do you want to help? What do you want to help them do? What kind of content can you make? Brainstorm 12 ideas of content right now. What would be 12 amazing pieces of content you could share? Articles, videos, podcasts. What would help them? And then think of a great lead magnet, that free guide that you're gonna offer them at the end of your content that they're gonna opt into your email list for. Even if you don't have a product, you want them to join your email list so you can just start building that list of qualified leads and you can interact with them. Even if you have nothing to send them, just update them of your new content every single week. Then you will learn over time, the next six months, the next year, give yourself a year even to not worry about a product. Just commit to content every week, build that audience, build that list, figure out what product should I actually build and then build it and then sell it in year two or in after six months, whatever you wanna do. So yes, get started now. And then if you're the person that already has a product and you're not selling it well, or you're trying to sell it, or you're trying to run ads to it, slow down on the product, do the same thing that I just told the other person to do. Commit to content. Commit to content. 
Content marketing will smooth out the ups and downs of ads, will cost you no money, will become a gift that keeps on giving, and it'll clue you in as to whether you got a winner of a product or if you need to refine the product idea or toss it in the trash and start from scratch. Either way, once you build up that warm audience from your content, even if your product's perfect, now you'll have a perfect audience to sell it to and an ongoing new audience to pitch it to in your funnel, which is so, so important. So the content always comes first. Sure, brainstorm an idea for a product, but it's probably not the right product because you have no clue until you make the content and build an audience and interact with them. I always say, without an audience, nothing is possible. But with an audience, anything is possible, including selling your products. So, so important. Again, this is all, if some of that's over your head, lead magnets, email list, opt-in, funnel. Okay, there are four distinct components to making this work. And today we've been talking about two of them, your content and your product or products eventually. But the other two involve lead magnet and your automated email sequence or your funnel. Super important, a missing link for a lot, of, a lot of people's online businesses. We keep talking about content and product, but what makes it automated? It's these two other components. So I want you to, to break it all down. If you haven't already, go watch my workshop. I explain all four of these and how they work together and literally show you what tools I'm using, how to start getting on this for free and how to start building your own content-based online business, passive income style business in just 30 minutes a day. And I give you a map for how to create your first $1,000 a month, which is the goal to start. I think $1,000 a month is game-changing, okay? Huge. But this is also the same formula and method for creating a $5,000 a month business or a six-figure business or a seven-figure business. It's the exact same model underneath. And I share it all with you for free at the workshop. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop, register, watch it, and then you're going to see what I'm talking about. You're going to see how the content and the product work together with these other two components, what comes first, and best practices and tips and the actual tools that I'm using for all four of these. And it's going to click. It's going to make sense for you. And I want you to understand this model. This is the model that will set you free. So many people focus on content. Just have a blog and it'll all work out. Or you're going to hear Graham and say, oh, just make videos or put out podcasts and it's all going to work. No, it's not all going to work if you just put out content. There are plenty of people who even have big followings and amazing content, but they're not making money. Or they're dependent on advertisers or sponsorships. I don't want you to do that, okay? Content alone isn't the savior, as much as I believe in it. And then there's plenty of people that are like, oh, just make a digital product. It's super easy. Make an ebook or a course. So easy. Everyone's doing it. And then you can make money and eat cheese whiz all day. No, the digital product is the cornerstone of how you make money without you being present. But making a product alone won't do anything. As my friend on the right discovered, he's got a great product, but no one to sell it to. But even those two things aren't enough. There's two more components that you need and you need all four working together. So if you see how it comes together, you're gonna get it. Light bulb's gonna go off and you're gonna see what I'm doing. And watch me, go to my websites. You Pay attention, put the, the goggles on and see what is Graham doing? How is this all working together? How are my podcasts right now part of that system? There's an action step for you. Go watch the workshop, understand the model, and then think about, how is my podcast, how is Graham's podcast part of that 
model? Which of the four components is it? And what is he doing in the podcast to get that wheel spinning? How's it all work? You, you can literally see what I'm doing in front of your own eyes, and that will be an education in and of itself. Very, very helpful to you. So check it all out. It's going to help you in case you haven't noticed at grahamcochran.com slash workshop. That's it, my friend. Thanks for listening. Thanks for giving me some time today. I hope it was valuable to you. Let me know what you think. Leave me a review on iTunes. Let me know if you're liking the podcast, what else you want me to talk about, and I will do exactly that. I'm here to serve you and help you, again, build your online business so that you can work less, super important, so that you have more time to live and give more to the people and the things and the causes you believe in. It's so critical that you get this up and running, and I'm here to help you do that. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you on another episode real soon.